0: Hey, what's up, people? We are back with another video. Appreciate you stopping by and hanging out for, for just a few moments here. Um, recently, I started reading a book by David Wilkerson called The Cross and the Switchblade. And this book, David Wilkerson tells the story of how he went from being a pastor in a town called Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, to um, lead, coordinating and leading this organized effort to reach teenagers, and in his story, the way it for, the way it got started was specifically gang members, young gang members, on the streets of New York City. And he tells how um, God led him from this this position of being a pastor to um, leading him into the streets of New York city and how his heart was just burdened and broken to make a difference in these, the lives of these young people, these, these people that were addicted to drugs and alcohol and homeless and just all kinds of backgrounds, um, you know, that we can't truly imagine or even fathom unless you've been there or know someone that's been there. So he tells, he's telling this story in this book and, um, and this ministry, that um, he helped lead, that he did lead and and helped start um, was called Teen Challenge, is called Teen Challenge. It still exists today and it's in operation all over the nation. But I've been reading this book and I've been captivated by it over um, the past couple of weeks. Just haven't been able to really put it down, just wanna keep reading. It's been motivating and inspirational to me. But When I was reading the other night, I reached a point in the book where it was like someone hit the emergency brakes and I couldn't move past it and just literally for two days I kept going back to this moment in this book and kept reading it over and over and over and thinking about it. And I want to read that to you and then just share a couple thoughts about it, um, some things that God dealt with me about. But before I do, let me just give you the quick backdrop, backdrop, what's actually taking place when this event occurs in the book. So we're at the point in the book where David Wilkerson has established this ministry called Teen Challenge. They have miraculously purchased a house and have furnished it with beds. And they are getting ready to go out into the streets to minister to these young people in need and to provide shelter and food for these young people, and not just that, but also um, teach them the gospel and to help them understand and realize that God has a plan for for their lives. And so we're at this moment, and David Wilkerson, he has a group of college-aged volunteers that are going to help him um, throughout the summer um, to, to carry this out into the streets of New York City. And it's right before they're about to go out into the streets, and these young college students, um, they haven't experienced it. They don't. They don't. They don't know what it's like yet. So David Wilkerson is helping them to understand and trying to prepare them for what they're going to see. And he tells this story about a young man, a high school, and a high school student, a boy, Martin Alinsky, who um, was tragically murdered at a party one night and it was a senseless murder stupid made no sense whatsoever and he's told this story and here's what he says to these young college students he says suppose you could have talked to martin alinsky on some street corner for a few minutes remember it is his fate to die if he goes to that party what would your first words to him be well, i'd tell him that jesus saves piped up one boy That's what I was afraid of. Young eyes looked up, puzzled. We've got to be careful, I said, that we don't become parrots. I try to keep my ear tuned for phrases, religious terms that I've heard before. Then when I'm on the street, I never use such a phrase without first saying a prayer that I can give it all the power it had when it was spoken for the very first time. What, David, Wilker, David Wilkerson looks at him and says, What do you really mean when you say Jesus saves? Of course, these young people knew the answer to that. They weren't just mouthing often heard answers. Now, they were talking about something that had, had, that had happened to them. It means, said one girl, that you're born again. Still, the words didn't have the ring or freshness we had to capture if we were going to touch Martin Alinsky before he was stabbed to death. And David Wilkerson asked, what happened to you when you were born again? This young lady hesitated for a moment and then she answered. In a voice that caught the attention of the entire room, she told about a change that had come into her life one day. She talked of how she had been lonesome and afraid and how her life didn't seem to be going anywhere. I heard about Christ, she said, but the name was just a word. Then one day, a friend told me that Christ could take away my lonesomeness and my fear, and we went to church together. The preacher invited me to come forward, and I did. I knelt down in front of everybody and asked this Christ who had just been a name to work a change in my life. Nothing has been the same since, she said. I really am a new person, which is why they say you're born again, I suppose. What about your fear? David Wilkerson asked her and she said that too. Christ is more to you now than just an empty word said David Wilkerson. And she said, yes, a word can't change things. And the room was silent and David Wilkerson said, nor could empty words have changed things for Martin. Keep this young boy in mind when you go out onto the streets tomorrow. And I was just taken back by this conversation in that moment where he says empty words could not have changed things for Martin. And I just kept going back to this moment, this conversation, like I said, literally two days. And this question came to me, am I still in touch with the power of the gospel that changed me? Am I still connected to the power of the gospel, the message that changed me? Think, think about that question and, and ask yourself that. Words, words alone didn't convince you to say yes to Jesus. Words alone didn't persuade you that the absolute best decision for you was to pursue a relationship with a God that you couldn't see visibly and and let's be honest a God that you really didn't understand and say I'm ready to leave everything else behind and pursue this relationship with God with Christ with Jesus I don't I don't understand it all but but I'm ready to do it I'm ready to jump in I'm ready to experience this change it wasn't Words, just words that did that. It was the power associated with the words. How could it be that there were words that were spoken that pierced your soul, pierced your heart and caused you to believe that there is actually hope for you? How could it be? How could it be that there were words that were spoken that caused you to experience a love that pulled you in and made you want to leave everything else behind? How could it be How could it be that someone could speak words and it radically change your life, change the way you think, cause you to hit some sort of reset button and say, I wanna start new, I wanna start over. How how could it be that just words could do that? And we know that that's not exactly what happened it was words we heard the message we heard the gospel and it's like it's like what are these words what is this message what is this gospel that overwhelmed me that overwhelmed you in hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 it says for the word of god is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The Word of God is alive and powerful. It is not just words, but there is power associated with the Word. That it's sharp, sharper than any blade, any two edged sword. And it pierces the very souls of people the hearts of people it is alive and power and Paul said in 1st Corinthians chapter 2 he said when he was writing to the church of Corinth he said when I first came to you dear brothers and sisters I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan for I decided that while I was with you I would forget everything except Jesus Christ The one who was crucified, I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. There is a power associated with the gospel that we can't even explain or begin to understand or comprehend. The gospel stands on its own. And when it reaches a fertile heart, a soft heart, it explodes inside of that heart and causes that person to want to change. It overwhelms that person to the point to where they say, "I don't get it. I don't understand it all, but" All I know is I want it. I want to experience it. I don't, we don't, we don't even, we, if you go back to when the gospel changed your life, can you remember that you didn't really care about tomorrow? I didn't. In that, in that moment, I wasn't focused on six months from now, a year from now, ten years from now. I can vividly remember that the only thing that mattered to me in that moment when I finally embraced this gospel, this good news, and I, and I said, yes, I want it to change me. I want this Christ to come into into my life and and just radically transform and change me. I can vividly remember that I did not care about 24 hours from that moment. That all I cared about was that moment right then, right there, is that I wanted to experience Christ. It overwhelmed me. And that's the power of the gospel. It's not just words. It's definitely not empty words. Do you, do you know what will impact your life, your family, our, our, our cities, our states, our nation, and even our world? What I believe will have a significant and radical impact is that if we followers, followers of Christ would reconnect with that moment when the power of the gospel flipped our lives upside down. If we could reconnect with that moment and it be fresh again, new again. If we could do that, reconnect with that moment and then share that story, our story, with those that haven't experienced that power yet. I believe it will have an impact in a radical way. People that, people that haven't experienced Christ don't know what it's like to go through that transformational moment when the gospel explodes inside of our hearts. People that haven't experienced that, they don't need our regurgitated words, our empty words that carry no power. They don't they don't need our creativity. Paul said, I just I just preached it plain and simple. I just I just taught and preached. Christ and him crucified and I let that word with the power associated with it stand on its own and then it, it changed all kinds of lives the world doesn't need our creativity the world definitely doesn't need man's wisdom to come in and say all right here's how let's let's come up with some some sort of creative and, and wise way to a- to effectively impact our homes and our families, our communities. No, what the world needs is for men and women and young people of God, regardless of the age, to reconnect with that moment when their lives were radically changed by the gospel and then for them to go out and to share what it was like to go through it. I mean, what what is it that, that, that changed for you? What is it that God did for you when you allowed this gospel to overwhelm you what is it that changed addiction loneliness depression anger unforgiveness bitterness what what is it that changed for you when the gospel brought you to your knees Our friends, our families, our neighbors, they need to hear from Christians, followers of Christ, authentically and passionately share how God took those things away. The loneliness, the the bitterness, the addictions, the pride, the lust, anger, whatever it is, whatever it was, they need to hear us who have, who have reconnected, who are connected still with the gratefulness and the gratitude that we have for how God changed all that. They need to hear from us Share our stories in this gospel in such a way that is simple and plain, but there is a power associated with it that they realize that there is a love that can fill every fiber of their being and flush everything else out that loneliness and depression and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness whatever it may be there is a real God there is a real love that can invade the life of a person and flush all of that out but if all we carry with us are empty words regurgitated words we're like parrots just reciting what we've heard year after year after year. Then nothing changes. But if we will remember, if we'll go back to that moment, maybe for you, maybe it was in a small church or a big church, maybe, maybe it was in your home, maybe it was in, a car. Go back to that moment. What happened? What changed? What did you feel? What did you experience? Reconnect with that moment and allow God to make it fresh again, to fill you with that same gratefulness and gratitude and appreciation that our Creator will take us just as we are establish relationship with us and through the power of the Holy Spirit transform us my challenge to you this week I've accepted my own challenge so hopefully you will too find find a moment where you can be separate, separated from everything that's the, the noise and the chaos, a quiet moment, a closet somewhere in your car, find a moment and go back to that warning, that afternoon, that night when the power of the gospel changed your life. Reconnect with it. Remember it. Remember the details of it. Allow them to, to be fresh again in your life. And as you're remembering that, and what you felt and what you thought and what you were experiencing, just begin to tell God how grateful you are for it. Tell him how thankful you are. Express your love and your appreciation to him that he would change everything for you. Then after you've done that, a challenge you pray and ask God that he will give you an opportunity to speak words into the life of someone this week that needs Jesus but not just any words those words that carry a power that are sharper than any sword that pierce the hearts of man and will overwhelm that heart I believe that if we as followers of Christ Remember the power of the gospel and we stay connected with the power of the gospel then as God opens up doors for us to be used by him then we're not using a regurgitated word that someone else said to us and said here's what you should say or here's what you should try no what flows out of us is a word, a message a truth that is simple, that is plain, that is Christ crucified and it changes the lives of people not because we are Creative, or because we know what to say. It is simply because we carry a word with us where there is a power associated with it that will overwhelm mankind, that, that will break down walls, that will break chains and set people free. It's the power of the gospel. Do you remember the power of the gospel? If not, this week, Make it fresh again. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that is true, that is alive, that is active, that is sharper than any two-edged sword. A word, a message, a truth, a gospel that stands on its own. Lord, may we be carriers of this message not in in a way to where it's just empty and regurgitated where there is no power, but may we be carriers of this message and there be a power associated with it that even when we speak just the simple truth of the gospel into the lives of people, that that on its own impacts those lives. Lord, may we be used by you To overwhelm our streets, our cities, our states, and our nation, and our world. May we be used by you as we speak this truth and this word that carries power. That same message that overwhelmed us and caused us one day to say, You know what? I want to experience relationship with Christ. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be used by you. And we thank you for the gospel that set us free and changed us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, come back and check out some more videos from us uh, coming up. Have a great day.